It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. I'm smiling because I'm happy. It's Thursday, honey. I sing because, no, there are lots of people working here. I I'm know, free. I, I don't know that song. Because. No, 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 no. His eye is on the sparrow. And Whose eye is on the sparrow? First of all, it's a very old song, but the best it's ever been was when Lauren Hill performed it in a little movie called Sister Act 2. Oh, remember when I hadn't seen Sister Act? I see. And then they do a perfect harmony. Because. I love Lauren Hill. I'm happy. Where is Lauren Hill? Okay, real quick. Here it is. End of January 2020. What is Lauren Hill doing? Um, I miss her. I'm, she was it, so talented. Have you even looked for her? I haven't looked for her. Like, I really I'm sure miss she's her. on Instagram. Well, let's find her. She's just living her Can life. Can we have her as a guest of this show, Lauren please? Lauren Hill is way too fancy for us. I don't think so. I 100% I think that she think would come so. in and have a duet of her Sister Act 2 moment with you on this morning's show, if we asked and you used the argue, words please and you thank you. Did you use drugs this morning? I have not used drugs this morning. Lauren Hill, didn't she end up marrying um, Ziggy Marley? I don't know, but I, she deserves that? to be with a Marley because the Marleys seem oh, great. I, I mean, great. I would just, I would like to have <laughs> Lauren Hill on this show. I always like, I don't, it's such a weird thing. Every time you bring up a name, I was wearing a, a red hat backwards the other day and it was Fred, Fred Durst. Durst. Oh, excuse me, someone's at the front door. <laughs> Is it Lauren Hill? <laughs> Ladies uh, and Kate. gentlemen. <laughs> no, don't apologize. Don't apologize. You're Our graphic designer Cage is here, everybody. You're not not Lauren wrong? Hill. Not Lauren Hill. Oh my goodness. Someone's talking about your book tour tickets for Portland. They I am. Excited. I am ready for it. Can we just talk for a second about this book tour? I, you have uh, one second. Go. I'm very excited about it. Rachel Hollis is concerned that I have committed to too many cities. You have one million percent. I'm going to go ahead and just say it because I want them to be able to pull this footage, you know, four months from now. Okay. Oh. You have done something insane. And I want you guys to know that he's done this insane choice because he really is passionate about showing up for you. I just want to be out he, on the if road. If you've ever been to a Rise conference, then you know we call Dave the mayor of Rise because he literally makes it his mission to take selfies with like every person who's there. He, he hangs out with ladies the whole, like he is so for the community. And when he had the opportunity to do a book tour, he was like, I'm literally going everywhere. Um, it, he's gonna regret it. Here's the thing. That part of what is, is gonna be motivating for me, part of what is gonna be motivating for me is not wanting to admit that Rachel was right, because I already know. And I will not, I will not. I'm gonna get up and do all of the work and I'm gonna get out to all these darn cities. I'm very excited. No, no, you're for sure gonna do that. You're also just gonna be like, dang. <laughs> I wish that I had not overcommitted myself to so many places. Yes, good yeah. times. I'm very excited. Uh, if you're curious too, there are a few cities. We wanted to put the dates up just to give you the heads up, like Los Angeles, Toronto, and Austin. Those tickets are not yet on sale. They will be. We're still working on the logistics with the venue, so be patient. Yeah. It's a coming. But if they I'm want excited. to find out about your book tour, honey, where do they go? Uh, well, in my stories, there's swipe ups, uh, or you can just go to thehollisco.com. 
uh, there's a little search bar, type in book tour. Take you right to the page. All the details are there. I am here for it. You are, you're gonna be everywhere. And you are, um, you're gonna be everywhere. You're gonna miss spring, spring break. break. You're gonna miss spring break. I'm Goodbye, taking spring the kids break. on a spring break trip by myself. You know what I found out? Only because when I posted the dates yesterday, I was told by the humans who live in Boston, I'm gonna be in Boston on St. Patrick's <gasps> Day. Shut up. <laughs> That's so fun. Unfortunately, you don't drink. I'm not what drinking. I'm going to be the only sober person yeah, in Boston on St. Patrick's around. Day. I am the you sober sister. Around. I'm driving everybody home. That's a great. I plan. will drive every single person from the Boston book signing home one by one. <laughs> That's You're what... one man Uber. <laughs> remember that? Remember when we tried to go watch a movie called Stuber? Oh. Don't bring Stuber into this. We have, so one Don't. of our favorite things to do if we have, sometimes we'll take off like an afternoon during the week because we have a nanny during the week. And so if we take off an afternoon, that's like a great little moment to go on a date without having to get extra childcare, blah, blah, blah. So every once in a while, especially like when we've come back from Rise, we've just worked through something really hard, we'll, we'll go have a little afternoon and we love to go to the movies. Yeah. And if we are going to the movies in this scenario, there is only one kind of movie we want to see. Comedy. Silly. We just want to laugh. Funny. We do not yes. want no crying, no espionage, no thriller, <laughs> nothing. I just want to laugh. And that means that sometimes we will see things where we're just like, that seems kind of funny. Let's try. And there was a movie that came out maybe this Stuber. summer called Stuber. <laughs> and I can tell you that Stuber was stupid. Gosh. It was so bad. It we left. We left. We didn't even watch the whole thing. I didn't thing. get to see the final scene where the Uber theoretically returns Dave Batista to I home. like him a lot. I think he's <laughs> so funny. I was very excited. And I like, um, what's the other guy's name? I liked both of the actors in this thinking, that'll do it. That won't do it. That doesn't That's do it. wrong. That won't do it. Uh, don't even, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, it's on, You if it's on an airplane or something. Because we call them airplane movies when it's like they're stupid. But if you're on an airplane, you're like kind of tired, it'll be great for you. Um, it's not even an airplane movie. No. Uh, it's a nothing movie. I want to answer two questions that I saw. What is the pre-sale code? So the way that they set it up was that for people who are inside of this community, that watch this live stream, that hang out with us in social, are you okay? It's just very strong espresso. There is a wow. there is a code. The code is Hollis. We went with a very hard to figure out code. And so I wanted to let you know that the code is Hollis. <laughs> but then also people are asking like, why do certain venues have uh, restrictions on it being 21 plus? The, the, we are the not venue, in control of the venue. The venue is the, the venue. The fact that they even found 20 venues for you, from, I think is a miracle. And by the way, I will say this, because there are some humans that live in Nashville that were sitting in the audience of Rise Business or Rise in Fort Myers, and they saw Nashville was on the list. There is a venue in Nashville that shall remain nameless that decided last week to pull itself from consideration for this book tour. Why? Now, be, well, because they wanted to hurt my feelings, they succeeded, but also because of things outside of my control. So, so uh, Nashville's out? Nashville is currently out, but I'm telling we you right can, now. We, have, we know so many friends in Nashville. Where, I'm going to try and find a remedy. I just I'm letting people know because they're like, what is what about Nashville? There there's a venue that has karma coming back its way because they just decided that they didn't want to host a, a, a Dave Hollis book tour. Could have Abel do it? We might have Abel. Maybe we can have Abel do it. We'll see. Or like, there's a really cool place that I went to when I was there called. 
What's the place in Nashville, guys, called something Thistle? Thistle Farms. Thistle, Thistle Farms. Farms is really cool. I don't know what that is. It's remember I was telling you it's the one where um, they have missional hires and like they have a cafe and a shop and whatever. And I went to the prayer circle when I was out there. I remember this. It's really cool. There's we have so many friends in Nashville. We'll get you a Nashville yeah, lotion. We're gonna lotion. figure it out. Some of y'all live in Nashville. You want to have Dave over to the house? Milwaukee did the same thing. So Milwaukee and Nashville were the two. They were on the list, and Milwaukee did the same thing. It wasn't last week, so I had already mourned that and moved on. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is, let's see how these tickets sell. If this whole thing sells out good call there's a pretty decent chance yeah, look, that we'll find says you can come on over to her house in nashville oh well if i can go Start to jenny's place we're gonna go to jamie. everyone jamie jamie's ready to everyone have we're going to She's jamie's house in nashville we're gonna have a potluck i'll bring can the potato salad and anyone in nashville come on over to jamie's by the way that is a hilarious idea for a book tour maybe this is how i do my book tour is just like Members of the community, you just have to host a potluck. I'm in. And like whoever's in is in. If someone will make like just a, a smorgasbord of delicious food and you've got a patio with an umbrella in case it's sunny, I'm here. I'm ready to go. All right. Okay. Good All times. All right. Good times. Uh, what else is happening in this um, universe? What is happening? I am writing a book. My book I'm is due book. at the end of January. Um, if you took coaching from me, then you know that my particular style of writing a book is to basically not write a book for the entire two years that I have to write it, wait until the last month, and then just go ham. Oh, Scott, keep saying Hard. Hard, just, sorry. You, you go hard. Sorry. I I don't know that the, the younger people even would have gotten that reference, okay, and now you've, you've pointed it out. Sorry, I just feel like I'm like slipping. You know, I don't even know. It's just, it's popping you're, out. You're in writing mode. I'm in writing mode. You're in writing mode. And basically, when I write, I write just like whatever is in my head, and a lot of what is in my head, especially as it pertains to, because the book's about health and body image and the way we view ourselves, and if you've been to Rise Conference, then this book is based on Own Your Present. Uh, so you know a lot of the things that I teach on that. But for me, it's a topic, I'm so fired up about it. It makes me so angry that any woman, any woman um, would be taught to hate herself, would have these issues that we have been carrying around for hundreds of years and we still haven't gotten a great, so it fires me up and when I get fired up, I often cuss. And so I've, I've basically just been putting all the cuss words into the manuscript and I'm gonna let my my editor be the one that figures out what to do and calms that down a bit. Um, but that's why it's popping out here with you today. In a, in a way that has not happened on either of Girl Wash Your Face or Girl Stop Apologizing, Rachel Hollis, are you okay? It's so The coffee's strong. strong. Rachel, it's gonna make it really good to write though. Rachel read the first like 10 pages to me of this said book and it it, it actually had me floating. I was levitating just yeah. a tiny bit. It's exciting. Yeah, it's all exciting. The I basically am thinking about, I sent a note yesterday to my editor and I haven't heard back, but I wanna do like the real version and then like the Meemaw version. Meaning I wanna create a version that doesn't have any curse words in it because this book is going to have some cussing in a way that my other nonfiction hasn't ever and I I feel like that's important that's how I want to tell that story but I also um, there are many members of our community who hate cussing and like I think of my Mima right like I love my Mima so much she hates curse words hates them she like is hilarious and will be like I can see uh, there's a little a literal thing that Mima said to me once, like I can see a naked body all day, no problem. But if I hear a curse word, 
it gets in my head and it gets in my heart. She said it. She said it. She it gets said in my it. head and it gets in my heart. And so I would hate for Mima to not be able, or people like Mima to not be able to read about this because of the cursing. So I'm like gonna do a regular version and like a Mima version that we just like, we clean it on up. For, I'm here for, for that. I'm here for yeah. that. Also, you know what I realized? You tell me that my Mima doesn't actually sound like that when I do the impersonation. And you know what it is? It's great. It's my grandma who's gone to heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So my grandma it, had yeah. a very, 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 yeah. very thick accent. And when I'm impersonating grandmas, that's the one I go to. And Dave called me out one time. He's like, you know, your Mima has an accent, but it's not that thick. And I was like, oh, it's Grandma Neely. That's I met Grandma Neely only a couple of times. Bless up. Bless up. Bless up. She's, she's still here. Yeah. She's still here with us. She hangs out. Um, but in any event, we're going to do a Meemaw version. I like that. Yeah, someone said explicit version needed here. I think most people are going to be down with with a little cussing. Here's the, I mean, the but interesting thing is, I, I, my original, like, you know, when I heard you say, I'm just going to write it the way that I have to say it in this, yeah. like, I was, my, my initial, like, reaction was, oh, I don't know, I don't think, and then I heard you read it, and the thing is, the things that you're talking about, the shame and the negative self-talk and the ridiculous everything that is wrapped in yeah. how you feel like you have to look a certain way or weigh a certain yep. thing or fit in a certain pair of pants, I'm telling you, yeah. there's something to writing it in that way yeah, because you gotta, you gotta almost break through a little bit. So anyway, there'll be, two, there'll be both versions. I, yeah, I mean, I by the way, I'm saying this like it's a done thing. I literally just had the idea yesterday and sent the email to the editor and I actually haven't heard back yet from them on whether or not that's cool because like someone's like, oh, we do two versions on Audible. I want to be like, yeah, but I have no, I don't know. Because yeah. like, you know how that, there was that book that was really popular. There was a couple like um, um, the un bleep yourself like yeah. and then what was the other one that was so the uh where it was like orange and then it had a customer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i know what you're saying that one that mark, was like mark manson yeah 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 mark manson's yeah. book so i don't know how they did it like maybe they just had the cuss words uh, or uh, i'm curious if if audible ever does that like here's the version where it just bleeps it i'm not recording two versions no but we could probably get a version for you that calmed down the yeah just Bring it down a little bit. Uh, I had a really, really great experience with the uh, coaching uh, community last night. We were talking about fear. And I put something in a post yesterday because I, I, I do, as a practical, pragmatic person, I just resonated so much with this piece of art that I found. It was this big, huge circle of all of the things that could possibly happen and then another circle of the things that might actually happen and then a little tiny circle of the things that actually do happen and it was this like capturing fear right like I tend to be someone who can go and think of every single possible case scenario of what could maybe happen in the universe when truly there's only like a little tiny 1% of things that could actually happen really could actually happen I don't know fear fear was our topic last night it was such a fascinating it was an awesome like back and forth with the community kind of conversation but it's at the root of like all the things, so I don't know. There's nothing, nothing from you on fear. You have no fear. Oh. You and I are wired so differently when it comes to fear. I, you know why? I've faced my fears. I've I, faced my fears again and again and again and again and again for over a decade. And I figured out that um, all the things that you're afraid of, like you're saying, are mostly made up. And even if they do happen, I'm strong enough to be able to handle it. Um, so I don't 
I don't, I don't make decisions out of fear. Yeah. I don't, I don't fear. Someone asked me, gosh, who, oh, I was doing an interview for that thing. And she was like, what are you afraid of? And I just like did Bigfoot. Like I don't. <laughs> Tsunamis. That I'm going to like, my hand's going to flop over the side of the bed in the night. And then like the demon that lives under the bed is going to come up and like touch my fingers. Like that's scary. Yeah. But I don't have, I don't carry fears. She's like, man, aren't you, are you ever afraid that like all of this will go away? Like your business and the things that you've built or this community, like, do you ever fear that this will go away? And I was like, no. No, I mean, but it's- and Not it's, because I'm fancy. I just want to finish this thought. Not because I'm fancy and I think, oh, this is forever and ever, amen. But because I am, will be just as fine if all of this went away tomorrow. Number one, because I don't have, I am not validated by the things I have created. I am whole and complete on my own. And number two, because I could rebuild this that fast, so much faster, because now I know exactly what the steps are. I have absolute um, confidence in myself. I can't control the world around me, but I have total confidence in myself. And it, it's actually too, like you can see, you have this ability to see all of the things that could go right in a way that I tend to first, before I can appreciate what could go right, see what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> and that's just a yeah. product of my upbringing, it's a product of my having had a relationship with fear that was more about it being a, a, a reason to stay in your current station instead of you know taking a step and you've always been like, take a step, who cares, we'll figure it out as we go. Because, because the truth is, what's gonna go wrong or what has gone wrong in the history of my life are ne were never things I could anticipate. Yeah. So trying to figure out what's gonna go wrong ends up being this waste of time because what actually goes wrong, you're like, whoa, that's what failed? That wasn't at all, like uh, I, I think of like JournalGate, which was something that happened in our community when we first had our product come out a year and a half ago, two years ago, whatever it was. Um, our biggest fear in that would have been we're not gonna sell the journals. That was it's our real. fear. Oh my gosh, we're not going to sell the journals. And then we sold out the journals right away. And then what ended up happening was the partner that we had used for shipping imploded and didn't ship anything and didn't let us know and didn't let the community know. And it was Christmas time and people weren't getting their gifts and it was an absolute total nightmare. So if we had actually allowed ourselves to feel fear, we wouldn't have, it wasn't even about the thing. Yeah. And, and, and look at what came out of that experience. We built our customer service team and we learned better about how to partner with people and we learned about shipping and so many incredible things came out of the failure. Yeah. So I just. Well, here's the thing, like part of what we talked about last night, and this is a very real thing, is that like psychology, the way that we're wired, somehow has convinced us that staying in places that we know affords us a degree of control that going to places we don't doesn't. And that's just an illusion. You can't control what you know as much as you can't control what you don't, but you've convinced yourself if you stay in a place that's safe, if you stay in a place that you know, that there's control and there just isn't. There just isn't control. You can't actually control things. And people have a hard time with the idea of them not actually having control. Like, yep, you're in control of how you process your emotion, you're in control of how you stay in a positive mind state no matter what's happening in the world, but what happens in the world around you are usually things that are outside of your control even if you play it, quote unquote, safe. I guess it's, um, I never worry about having control of, the only thing I know for a fact I have control of is myself. Yeah. 
that's it. And if you have confidence in being in control of yourself and what you are capable of, then it doesn't matter what happens out in the world yeah. or with your dreams, your goals, you're, you're just like, okay, I, you know, you know, my thing is I can figure this out. I can figure this out. I figured everything out until this point. Like I can figure out this thing too. So it's not, it's not because someone said like, oh, it's really hard to sort of make it up as you go if you're a perfectionist. And a perfectionist is someone who wants to control all the variables. Yeah. They're, a perfectionist isn't trying to just make it right for them. They want everything to be the way that they see it in their head. What's interesting is one of the questions in the session last night was about analysis paralysis. Like how do you deal with my feeling like I have to keep getting information, keep getting facts before I can make a decision. Like it has to be the most informed decision. And my, my answer was you are believing a narrative that you can't make a move until you're armed with the information to do it in a way that eliminates the possibility of anything being out of your control. And that is frankly an illusion that you've created that's fear, your ego somehow telling you that you are not gonna be able to handle the possibility of if you were to step into this thing that you're not fully, you know, you've got all, you don't have every ounce of analysis that you might fail and you're gonna fail, it's, so, it's okay. Yeah, so my only, the only thing that I really feel like you have to have analysis of in life is, is this going to have devastating financial implications on me if it doesn't work. 100%. That's the only thing. 100%. Um, because I think uh, often when I'm talking about chasing down a dream or going after anything, I, I'm, I'm typically referring to business. Um, so is this thing that I'm choosing, if it fails, will it destroy our company? No. Yeah. We would never ever in a million years put ourselves at risk put in our that way. At risk. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, well it wouldn't devastate it would be a it would be a financial loss and that would suck. But that's really the only thing that matters. So if you are looking at something in your own life where it's like, if this fails, like let me give you an example. Um, lots of people and I'm I'm thinking of my own family and the community that I grew up in, lots of people dream of owning their own home. Right? And so that's one of the things that they want is I want to own my own home and that's the American dream and I'm going to reach for this thing and I'm going to believe in myself because that's what people tell me to do. I'm going to believe in myself and I believe that I'm capable and I'm going to go get the down payment together and like, yeah, I have had months in the last couple of years where I didn't always have this exact income, but I really believe in myself and, and then fast forward. This is how 2008 happened, right? Um, this is how we have lots of people who overextend themselves, who be they believe that they are capable, and then of course you've got banks and lenders and people telling you like, oh my gosh, of course, yeah, we got you. Like you, you just gotta do 20% down and then you can handle it. And then fast forward and you have done something that is devastating yeah. to your family oh, financially. Yeah. Believing in yourself is not enough. That's a kind of failure that could affect you for the rest of your family's life. So the only type of thing where I would hesitate is a financial failure because so many things matter in life, but if you, it's, it's real hard to have a gratitude practice if you wake up every morning with bill collectors calling yeah, you. That's it's really hard to be positive if you don't know how you're gonna make rent, right? So you have to be, really careful about not hearing, believe in yourself, believe in your dreams, I can figure it out, all of that stuff, 
and using that as justification to make a choice that could potentially devastate your family. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was saying last night, look, the fear exists as a, as a thing that is about survival. So like there are very much good parts of fear. If you're walking down the street and you get a feeling that you should trust that feeling and look around to check your surroundings. Like there are fears that exist to 100% protect you and fear, or at least caution, wisdom, gathering information to protect yourself from making decisions that could really hurt your family, hurt yourself, absolutely. It's but you have most... to ask yourself if the thing that you are afraid of is a true, real, practical fear that could actually have that kind of effect or if that's a story that you're creating because it's, uh, it's easy, I think, for us to assume that all fears are equal or that there is equal weight that we should apply to everything that we are afraid of. There are absolutely 100% practical things that you should have fear for and a whole bunch of stuff that you have to ask a better set of questions about. Yeah. Last five minutes of the old Start Today Morning Show. Let's have Q some Q&A. Q &A. What is up? Um, are there any questions? Yeah, there's some I, kind of I party just, at the Hollis Co. headquarters. Yeah. The thing with our team is that could literally be um, some Beyonce could have come out with a new picture on Instagram. Don't Someone know. could be getting married. We could be launching it. There's no telling what that joy is about. It could be literally anything knowing this crew of people. I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. Um, uh, oh, your I was like, my coffee is expensive. No, it's not. <laughs> when is LA going live? Uh, shortly. Not terribly long. Bro, now, if, you, we'll if we're out. bothering you, please take off. I do appreciate. I do appreciate people being rude in the comments. I know. Goodness gracious. Um, Where's the theme song? We got to bring the theme song. Yeah, back. we're back. We're here. Unbelievable. We're here in the office, so we do. I forgot need to, to bring, bring my computer in. I know. Morning uh, show theme song. The request is coming in all over the place. Um. When is the new health book coming out? I'll give you more details on that later. Don't you worry. Uh, when is Rise Run registration open? February. February-ish. We're shooting for February. Yep. Uh, we have a meeting about it today. Yeah. I think. Um, Rise Business go on sale. We will keep you posted. We don't know yet. The planners are up on the site starting on Monday. Are they going to be around the same price as Target? I believe that they are exactly mm -hmm. the same price. Yep. Uh, we got so many. Obviously, the planners were the first thing to sell out. So we hustled and got it together and, and got you some product just as fast as our little printers could make it. So uh, they are coming on the 27th. Monday. 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 The app. Stay, same old story. We'll let you know as soon as we have information. Where is this We're music? waiting on music clearances. Is the fish still alive? Unbelievably, it's the most resilient it fish in the history of time. Go on to where it needs to go on to. Every time we're like, is it good? Nope, he's still here. He's still here. Our, our seven year old son has a fish uh, named Hawk that is still, uh, still, still trucking, still trucking right along. <laughs> um, when are you coming back to Florida? I'm Crystal. coming to West Palm Beach. There you go. First stop on the old Dave Hollis book tour. Come I was see just me in there. Florida two weeks ago. That's <laughs> check. Check. I, I did the I did the conference there. That feels like check. yep. Can you walk the five k? Heck yeah! You can do whatever you want, sis. Um, Hawk watch. I forgot we used to call it that. Hawk watch. Uh, um, uh, Dave, what was with the picture for the John Maxwell event? I agree. I put it in my stories on Tuesday. Next Tuesday, I will be with John Maxwell. I'm doing an event in New York with him. There's a free You're out live. You're next week? I am. You gotta, okay, here, okay. Can we just talk this through for a minute? <laughs> we, 
I know it's normally me who's out of town, but you actually have to tell your partner like when they're going to be home with four children by themselves. I will be out of town on Tuesday of next week. I'm right. going out of town for a single night so I can hang out with John Maxwell. I love and support this idea. I love I just and support feel this like idea too. Let I am know. letting you know live on a live stream. Start today morning show All updates. The trips. At 35 after the hour, we're giving Rachel Hollis the update that I will be gone on Tuesday next that week. That is fun. So I'm very excited. Uh, but there's a, a free live stream that is happening where we're talking about leadership. So if you're interested, I put a thing, a swipe up in my stories. But the picture that was chosen, I don't know who at the publisher, God bless them, chose the picture of me cocking my head, winking my eye, a little bit of a smug smile. What? I'm just saying, of all the pictures in all the land, it's an odd one to pair with the godfather of leadership. Wow. It is what it is. Uh, Renee just asked, what are the ages for RISE conferences that are appropriate for a 15-year-old girl? Totally. So we tend to think of RISE conferences like PG-13. Uh, we really don't feel like it's appropriate for a girl who's under the age of 13. Um, definitely people have brought younger girls, and you are the parent, but we talk about things that... We talk about um, things that affect adult women, and I don't think that all of those topics are appropriate for little girls. So, and sometimes I drop an f bomb, and I don't want to, as the person on stage, I, I don't want to like think, oh, I can't talk about this hard thing because I'm worried that there's a little girl in the room. So we really feel like Rise is um, middle school and up would be our advice. Uh, people are asking about the Rise Run, uh, asking we make sure to uh, be considerate of those who are differently abled, 100%, absolutely. 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 Yep. Uh, is my coaching good for an 18-year-old young man? 100%, I'm the super uh, most biased person in the world for it, but sign him up, if he doesn't like it, uh, we'll give you a full refund after the first month he tries it. I, I think it'll be fantastic for him, or frankly, any human being. Uh, we do a mother's room at every single RISE conference. I just saw someone talking about it. So it has like comfortable seating and a place to nurse and let your baby run around on the floor and uh, all the things. Well, I honestly have not been inside the mother's room because I'm usually backstage. I haven't been in it either. And you're not allowed inside I'm not allowed of it. inside the mother's room. Um, but we get lots of really fantastic feedback on that. Um, we, if you have a baby that is in arms, meaning like you are still carrying that baby around, not a baby that can like run or Not a two-year-old. No, that's not appropriate. That's but not a baby. If you have a baby, um, lots of mamas bring their babies. We have little tiny baby um, ear, what are they called? Ear they're called uh, noise canceling like headphones, but like for tiny little babies because the music at Rise gets loud and we didn't want to affect the baby. So you'll Plus see they look cute wearing these massive these headphones. headphones. So um, we, we really want to take care of our mamas at Rise Conference and um, you can look at the hashtag and see what people are saying about Someone that. Someone asked, is my book for men or women? It is for both. It's for any human being walking this planet. Uh, it's even for uh, cyborgs, frankly. I'm excited. It, it's for everybody. Uh, when will the Rise Run be? It is the first weekend in December. December? Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. is correct. Uh, here in <clears throat> Texas. Uh, the London lineup for Rise? Well, for sure, Trent Shelton, yeah. for sure, Jen Hatmaker, yeah. for sure, Dave and Beans and me and Asan. So like all the usual suspects in terms of like surprise guests, I don't know yet because I'm going to be honest, I there I never have it figured out this far in advance. So I got to get a little closer to the actual event before I know who is speaking at it. Someone asked, what about Dave? Tell me about your career coaching. Career coaching is me talking to you about a human as a human that for 25 years grew a, biz, a, a, a career. Not like tactical business things that you apply to your small business, but how do you move 
through a career. So the first month was all about your personal brand, what kind of operating principles would you have to live by regularly to be seen as the way you'd hope to be seen. The second month is all about emotional intelligence. Um, but it's basically, hey, I grew a career from being a coordinator to a president. I'm now running a business here with my wife. What advice would I give to someone who's inside of a business interested in growing a career? You can find out all the information at thehollisco.com. Yes, you can still join Dave's coaching. Yes, you can join still join my coaching month. every month. Will there be planners next quarter? Sis, though, will be planners next week. They come out on Monday. Monday. They will be on Hollisco. We did a very limited run because, honestly, we hadn't planned on this. So uh, don't, re like, for real, it's a very limited Small run. Small quantity, but so they'll be like, here on Monday. Yeah. Yep, so excited they, about that. Uh, and. And I gotta go write, guys. I gotta go write. Yeah. We, we went over. Go write a book. Over. I gotta go write this. All right, everybody, have a fantastic Thursday. It's date night for us. Make it date night for you. Good Intentionally call. plan out how you're gonna connect with the human you wanna be in an exceptional relationship with. There is a new episode of the Rise Together podcast. It is just us being goofy, talking oh, yeah. about Howie it's Mandel a, and a whole bunch of other things. It's a very funny If episode. you don't have a plan for a date and you just wanna sit together and listen to something or ridiculous. Sit by yourself. Or sit by yourself, watch, Make listen. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, guys. So, but podcasts are totally free, and you really help the people who create them if you just subscribe. So subscribe. Thank you. We love you. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central, on Facebook and Instagram, on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die.